Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Start the 5 o'clock hour with Michael Lombardi, uh, longtime NFL executive GM. He's got a great book, Football Done Right. And, uh, Michael, appreciate you sitting down. As you, we yeah. were teasing you coming up. We've been talking about this for a week, something that you said a, a couple of days ago, and you, you, your ears kind of perked up a little bit as you, you, you were walking up. <laughs> yeah. But I've been waiting for this conversation for, for over a week. Good. I, I love it. I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, these Twitter idiots that give you crap, you know, they're in their basement eating meatloaf in their underwear, and they tell you you're an idiot, right? You know, I, I worked for Al Davis for 10 years, right? I can handle anything. Once you go through that, that that's probably budge training twice. Well, I'm not uh, uh, the ripping you, and I don't. I don't like care. You can rip me. No, 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 no. I'm no, Italian. No, no. We're used to getting ripped. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm just curious what you what you meant when you said pledge if you could play it this last week on ESPN Radio. The one thing I think about Dallas, uh, and I really believe this, I think they have mischaracterized the national media has mischaracterized Dallas. They are not a talent, over talented team. They did not underachieve this year. They overachieved. Go through that roster. The offensive line isn't the same, right? Tony Pollard was nowhere near the same running back. Defensively, they lost their best corner. Their defensive front wasn't as good. They lost their best linebacker in terms of the the, the coverage style. So, to me, when they lose on the road, their line didn't play well. They couldn't stop the run-up in Buffalo. I don't think they underachieved. I think they overachieved, and I think Jerry has to realize that. What do you mean? I thought this was a Super Bowl caliber roster. I think it's pretty clear what I meant. (laughs) I I think to me, there's no disputing what I said. I mean, Tony Pollard wasn't even close to being the same player, right? I mean, they didn't replace Zeke. Everybody was complaining about Zeke last year. They had no power running back at all, right? The offensive line, Tyron Smith, he drives me crazy. Does he play? Does he not play? (laughs) Does he have hemorrhoids? Does he not have hemorrhoids? Like, I don't know what he has. Drives me crazy. You know, you can't count on him to play every week. The line wasn't nearly as good. Why do you think, why do teams play good at home and bad on the road? Okay. The reason that is is because I have a line that says simply this, bad offensive lines don't travel. Okay, because when you go on the road, what is the difference on the road than at home? Crowd noise. What's the number one thing in football? The snap count. So when you can't hear the snap count and you don't get off the ball at the same level that you do at home on the road, then you get knocked back. And so the defensive line can take over a bad offensive line. There's a problem, okay? The defensive front. Jonathan Hankins got cut by the Raiders. Okay, he's in your starting defensive line. 
right? The Raiders don't have great defensive linemen. It isn't like they had an abundance of them. He's a good player. I'm not complaining about him. But they didn't have any run stuffers. They're playing inside linebackers that are very small. They're a nickel-based defense that plays from in front. They lost their best corner. I know Bland gets a ton of interceptions for touchdowns, but in terms of playing man-to-man and locking down, that's a hard thing. You know, I... I think Dak played really well. I think McCarthy got Dak to play a hell of a lot better than Kellen Moore ever did, and everybody was crying about that. You put that clip on, on that was from the fan in Dallas. I mean, I had to talk him off a ledge. You know, last time, last year, I, I thought I was going to have to be in Vienna to give him psychiatric help because they were crying when Kellen Moore left town. I'm sure you guys were too. I'm sure you were. Don't don't lie. Now, don't admit. We lost Kellen Moore. Oh, my God. We lost our play caller. McCarthy can't call plays. He can't. He's the worst play caller in all of football. And I said at the time, he's the perfect McCarthy. The joystick, as I called Kellen Moore, is like he plays Madden in his basement. He could care less about the game. He just wants to get yards. And McCarthy was going to manage the game correctly to help the team win. And what happened? They had the best year offensively that they've ever had. So all these Cowboy fans that were going crazy, oh, we lost Kellen Moore. What are we going to do? We can't win. Jerry fired Kellen. They got better. Now they want to fire McCarthy. Now they want to fire McCarthy. Now you lost Dan Quinn. You're probably going to get better on defense, too. Really? Wait, now wait, wait, and explain that because everybody thinks Dan Quinn is a defensive genius. Well, Dan Quinn, look, Dan Quinn's a really good coach. Dan Quinn's style of coaching is very positive. It's upbeat. It's wonderful. But Dan Quinn, it would be like similar to a baseball pitcher who has two pitches. And if you can hit those two pitches, you eventually, Nolan Ryan's the, one of the great pitchers of all time, but people eventually hit his fastball, correct? Right? So on defense, you have to be able to play three different ways. You've got to be able to play man, you've got to be able to play zone, and you've got to be able to play man-zone-dog concepts where you're blitzing people. And if you can't do all three and you can't change up pitches, the, the offense gets a grip on you. And Dallas wasn't really equipped to play man-to-man. They just couldn't. They're playing cover three. They're zone dropping. It's a challenge. Now, I think he did a great job, but also they didn't get enough out of their defensive front. And so it, it became a little bit of a problem. And what Dan was trying to do was rob Peter to pay Paul. He was trying to help one area to help another area, and it costs. It, it affects you. And they never could get control of the game against the Packers. I mean, that was a route from the start. I thought they took that game. I thought they took the Packers a little lightly, you know, because I thought McCarthy's play calling in that game was, okay, we'll get this straightened out, when he didn't realize how desperate it was going to be if they didn't get first downs. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Michael Lombardi joining us here on the Blitz because, you know, I've been mixed on Dan Quinn and on this show, and a lot of people are like, you guys are crazy. But around November, we started to question how good was this defense, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. then the Seattle game. Cowboys won that in a shootout. So, you know, part of me, I'm happy that Dan Quinn is now the head coach of Washington, but I am nervous about who's going to replace him because we're hearing Rex Ryan has entered the chat, Mike Zimmer, uh, Ron Rivera. Who do you think would be the best defensive coordinator for the personnel that the Cowboys currently have? I really thought they were going to talk to Martindale from the from the Giants. I think they should have. I, they haven't done that. They talked to Rex instead of Martindale. Rex has been out of the game for a while. Whether he can come back or not, I think that you know that's going to take some time. And is he ready to really put the time and energy in that it takes to be a coach and a coordinator in the league? You're talking about a lot of hours. You know, does he have that capacity? Does he want to do it? You know, it's a good paycheck, but it's a it's a, it's a lot of requirement. Rivera has another couple of years on his contract with the Commanders, so maybe that's appealing to Jerry. Jerry is in a tough spot because does he hire a coach and give him two year two year contract, 
and then he has Zimmer, and then he has his head coach who's on a one-year contract. So if you're Mike McCarthy, you're saying, wait, I'm going to hire Joe and give him a two-year contract. Well, I only have a one-year contract. You're giving Joe more years than you're giving me? How does that work, right? And how does that work? It's, it's a little bit of a problem. Now, maybe Zimmer will take a one-year deal. Maybe Re- I don't think Rex would. I don't think Rex would. I, Rivera has no choice. He's, he's on the payroll of the commander, so it doesn't really matter. I think, to me, they got to find somebody w- who can do the three things I said. Zimmer, to me, is the best fit. He's tough. He's physical. He's got a great third-down package. He can get off the field. He understands how to stop a run game. He's not too complicated, but he's complex, especially when you get to third down with all his odd floater stuff. I think he's a really good coach. He may be a little challenging to Mike because that's two head coaches on the staff. But, look, Rex is going to be challenging, too, because Rex is going to want the cameras on him. So it'll be interesting to see. Rivera, to me, seems like the compromise candidate where he satisfies everybody's needs. All right, I've got to ask you this because it's been a big debate in San Antonio and Cowboy fans in general. Are the Dallas Cowboys really about winning? And I say that, or are they more about their business brand and how much money they bring in? You know, that's a great question. You know, actually what I thought would happen when, when Quinn got the job, my initial reaction was this gives Jerry the opportunity to basically, because Quinn was going to, it's going to take some of the defensive coaches with him. And then he could have brought Belichick in and just started over. And it really wouldn't have cost him as much money to do that, right? If he brings Belichick in, then what's he do with Quinn? You know, and then what's he do with all the defensive assistants, right? Now you're talking about, you got to, these guys got to go get jobs. So I thought that would. I mean, it's a, Joe, it's a really fair question. Because they're a 54% winning percentage team since their last Super Bowl. You know, and Jerry, when he said we're going all in, he what he means is we're going to sign Parsons, we're going to sign Lamb, and we're going to have Dak here. He didn't mean we're going all in to just sign everybody, right? I mean, he's going to – you can't do that. The cap won't let you. I, I, I think Jerry wants to win, but I think Jerry's 83 years old, and I don't think Jerry wants to change the dynamic of what they are in terms of how they run their operation. And Steven's a pragmatic thinker, and so Steven's kind of stay the course and let's see where we go. I, I think they want to win. I think they want to win with their style, with the way they operate. And it's really, for me, it's hard because I live with Al Davis, and Al Davis tried to run the team like this, and we just could never get over the hump. Michael Lombardi joining us here on the Blitz. It's interesting because one of the big questions that Jerry has to make the decision on is Dak Prescott and what to do with his contract this year. Playoff Prescott is not a good term. He, he's two and five in the postseason. I don't care that he's won 36 regular season games over the last three years. They're not getting it done in the playoffs. So when you're sitting in the office and you're having those discussions about players that you might love, and go back to when you're working with Al Davis, and you, you love these guys, but when you're having real conversation and trying to take emotion out, has Dak Prescott taken the Cowboys as far as he can take them, or is there still belief that he can lead this team to a Super Bowl? Well, I think, you know, the biggest misconception is one player leads you to a Super Bowl. This notion of Belichick without Brady, you know, Brady took Brady was the reason they won. That's really kind of ridiculous. Don Shula went four years with Dan Marino and didn't even make the playoffs. He had Dan Marino with the one Super Bowl. Nobody's, nobody's ripping Shula over here, right? I think Dak's a really good player. Here's what I've always said about Dak. I think when we're throwing it 40 times a game with Dak, it's probably not going to be a good thing. Yep. Well, you know, we're going to need to run an offense that complements our defense, that complements our team. 
And I think that's really it. Now, he eats up a lot of the cap room, but what's the alternative? We haven't drafted anybody yet, right? We haven't put anybody there. So when Jerry says we got to go all in, it means we're going to keep going down this Dak road. And Dak ain't taking a discount. Let's be clear. Dak ain't taking a discount. And Parsons shouldn't take a discount, right? I mean, part, one of the things that hurt the Giants this year is they paid Daniel Jones, and they didn't pay all the other players. And all the players on their team were saying, well, I'm better than Daniel Jones. Why is he getting money and I'm not? Don't think that doesn't happen in the locker room. Those guys down there in the locker room, they don't read the sports page. They read the economic page. They get it, right? You know, we all think they're, you know, they get it. So I, I think that's, to me, if I'm if I'm advising Jerry, I'm saying, look, we got to get really good up front. we got to really do it. Will McClay is the best, has to be great at his job because we got to get a better offense. we got to get better. We can't throw it 50 times. We're not going to win that way. The, the problem, Michael, that I see in if you pay Dak, you pay CD, you pay Micah, where's the rest of the money? That's the problem. It's the Rams' problem. But look what the Rams did this year. They hit on three, two third-round picks in the defensive front. Those guys played really well. That's where you have to get a coach who's going to have this development. This is where you get into problems a lot of times in organizations because the coach – if the coach isn't involved with with buying the groceries and he just gets told you're playing these guys, player development tends to stag. It becomes very difficult because the coach says, well, this guy's no good. Meanwhile, the general manager says, we got to play this guy. Well, he's no good, but we got to play him. He's no good. And that's the conflict that goes. That's a civil war that exists in 90% of the buildings. Whereas when you worked for Belichick, Belichick will go to the, hey, here's a guy we got to play. Okay, he's not good enough. Get him out of here. So now you, there's no more we're, we're practicing coaching. When I worked for the Raiders, we practiced a lot of coaching. We were coaching. We called them scholarship players. Like, we couldn't get rid of them. They were there forever, right? We couldn't get rid of Travian Smith. I mean, he was there forever. He was, a, he was part of the fabric of the franchise because Al thought he was a great player. That's where you get to conflict. That's where, and, and in this salary cap era, you've got to have player development. You've got to have coaches coaching players. Al Davis used to say to me all the time, you make those coaches think they're high school coaches. And he didn't mean it in a derogatory way of high school coach. What he meant was, if you coach high school, Joe, you have to take whatever they give you. And you've got to coach that high school kid to the best of his ability. That's what Al was trying to get done. It was hard. It was really hard. And I don't think Josh Harris understands that, the way he's built the franchise. I think it's one of Jerry's issues there. It's going to be interesting to see as we visit with Michael Lombardi here on Radio Row. You, you look at the, at the Cowboys, and obviously they've got to figure out what to do with Tyron Smith, and we've talked about that on this show for years. It, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not when he gets hurt uh, or if, it's when and, and how many games right. do they replace him. Running back, obviously, um, that, that was a bad decision by the Dallas Cowboys. So when you look at their roster, uh, 12 wins this year but out in the first round. How close are they to having a, a legit Super Bowl caliber roster? Well, they got a great quarterback. they got a really good quarterback. I would say he's a top you know, he's in the top ten quarterbacks in the league. They've got a legitimate. Will you say that again for this guy right here? <laughs> they got a legitimate receiver in CD Lamb. They've got a defensive player that's dynamic. So they've got some quarter pieces. They've got to continue to get better. You know, at some point you got to take the band-aid off of Tyron Smith and just say, put Tyler Smith out there, left tackle, and let's go. You know, and then we'll find some guards. So we got better in the offensive line. We got to get better in the offensive and defensive line. Look, the the Smith, the Mike, what's it, Smith kid from Michigan, right? I mean, Mozzie, yeah, yeah. They didn't get in. You know, you got to get. When you draft, and, and it's hard. I don't think fans understand when you're picking in the 20s how hard it is to get great players. It's really hard. It's really hard. So I think for me, they got to improve. They got to keep get working on those offensive and defensive lines, and they got to be very judicious in who they pay. They, they just can't pay everybody. 
Well, that's why we cover the Cowboys, Michael, because there's always something to talk about. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, year-round. Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, he's. look, one thing Parcells told me a long time ago about Jerry, he could talk a cat off the top of a fish truck. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk to you yes, all, all day, day long. <laughs> Michael Lombardi, the book called Football Done Right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and history of the NFL. It is a great read and always a great guest uh, when you, we Jason. get to have you on on the phone and even funner to, to do it in person. Thank you. I appreciate you guys very much. Hopefully, R.C. Buford and, and Pop are doing good, so send my best. <laughs> we, will, we, we will do, do that. It. Appreciate Thanks. it. Michael Lombardi here on The Blitz as we continue with our radio row coverage here from Las Vegas.